reference to the present offense, the defendant queried what's to say about it when they were you were discussing the crime. I didn't kill anybody. The only reason I feel I'm sentenced to death because I didn't talk against Charlie. I think he's a decent man. Uh, could you comment on, on that statement you made? Yeah, I, um, back then I did. You know, I feel that I was still very um, hooked into him and his philosophies, and I defended him. How do you feel about him now? I feel that he's a very pitiful and pathetic human being, and that um, I'm very sorry that people still continue to give him attention, that his only danger is in the attention he's given. If he were ignored and left alone, he would um, probably just fade away. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. And I'm Harrison. Harrison, we got a special guest in the studio, Joe Kelly. Hey. Live hey, on air. On? Joe Kelly, it's been a while since you've been on the show. It's been a little bit. Joe Kelly came down this weekend to uh, check out Iron Maiden. Ah, yes. And we went to Iron Maiden on Friday at the Forum. Good time. That was a good show. I liked it. Although, Did uh, people sing along with the guitar part to Fear of the Dark, which is weird. <laughs> they, played, they played Fear of the Dark. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah. But you know, what they, you know what they do? They do a lot of like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. And then they chance like left side, right side, whoa. And, and like people get into it. Hmm. I don't know. Joe Kelly was like, woo, we're like screaming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were, Dave and I, were, and I were just holding each other, swinging back and forth. I, he had me up on his yeah. shoulder so I could see. I did. Feel oh. you know, it's, it's hard for me. I'm a little guy. Yeah. Um, but no, you know what's, what sucks about the forum? You're like Master Blaster, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what sucks about the forum is uh, I ordered these fucking tickets in September, pre-sale. So I had a pre-sale code, ordered them. The seats that we had were literally, like, what, five rows from the very top? It's Yeah, you could, really couldn't have gotten Stage worse. right, like on the side of the stage. You couldn't even see the stage. No. Well, you couldn't see the backdrop, which is like a big part of the show, and the, the, the TV screens. And- yeah, so we ended up like sneaking down and just taking two seats that were open mm. and hoping that no one would come by and say, hey, you're in our seats. Never happened. So we actually ended up getting some decent seats. But what's funny about that band is those guys are, what, well into their 60s now. I think Bruce Dickinson's, what, 67? No, he's not that old. 60, he's got to be 66, no, I think 67. he's like 62. Or he's, he's like early 60s. He's but, not that but old. But the, the other guys in the band, like uh, Steve Harris and the other dudes, they look like rockers. They got long hair. Yeah. They're, they're wearing like you know a jean jacket with the sleeves cut off and like leather pants. Bruce Dickinson's wearing khakis and like a fleece. He looks like he's Hoodie. about to launch the fucking iPhone. Yeah, it's always weird when the you know the the, the lead singer of a of a, an old rock band looks like fucking Lawrence Welk now. You know, well, I mean, I was just like, come on, dude, just try to be metal. I understand you're like a pilot and you're you probably invested in whatever. You know, it's but well, he did some costume changes. Oh, he didn't yeah, okay. stay in that outfit the whole time. Yeah, but what, what was he wearing during uh, the, the he trooper? Like, he had some, like, <laughs> changed holy... into a, a, sh- a really smart sweater vest at one point, right? The, the trooper, he put like a British red 
coat he on. He was waving coat. the Union Jack. Right. And then another uh, another couple of songs, he had like a chain mail thing. Oh, yeah. Around, his, around his shoulders. <laughs> it, was, alert. it was a good show. It, it was mm. funny, too, because there were a lot of generational metal fans, like the dad with his kid. You know, it, you know? It, I, it was kind of weird at first. We were saying that there's a lot of like dads with their kids, but it does make sense if you think about it. You know, well, like, yeah, I mean, they I mean, would have been, been around since the what late 70s, early 80s. I, I wish the rabbi was into heavy metal back then. Mm. The rabbi never took me to anything like that. Mm. I guess we went to like Holocaust museums. That's fun. Well, it was yeah. a bonding moment, you know. <laughs> I would chant. <laughs> he let me up on his shoulders. <laughs> you know, this still bothers me that Joe Kelly looks exactly like the actor Joel Kinnaman, and nobody else but me thinks exactly. so. Who's Joel Kinnaman? Yeah. God damn it. The I guy even... from The Killing, the guy who's in Suicide Squad, the guy, you know. Oh, from The Killing, of oh, the guy that played RoboCop? Yes. I don't know no. about Come that. Come on! He's, it's the same guy. You know, I, I feel like somebody else has said this before. but I, I think it was me. <laughs> when we, oh, I when think I was it was. San Francisco. Yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. You know what? Last this time, whole time I've been looking at you like, God damn it's, it. It's been a while since Joe Kelly's been on the show, but mm. recently we had Joe Kelly's friend Marlon on the show, mm, and who seemed to be kind of a crowd favorite, actually. I, I don't know if the fans... Did you hear that episode and were you I just did. like, fuck? No, I liked it. I, 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 could, I thought it was funny. Uh, you weren't jealous that, that we had Marlon on the show? I was a little Take him down a notch. You know? <laughs> Did he like tell you like, yeah, they invited me back on. Uh, I don't know when you're going to be back on, but he's like, you're out. I'm in. Yeah, it's, it really seemed like that, especially yeah. when uh, like the Facebook fan, like, well, our, Facebook. Our female listeners thought you know his voice was super sexy, very so they, suave. They thought they were very attracted to him until they realized he looked like uh, Armenian Hitler. <laughs> and, <laughs> And then they're like, oh, okay, wait a minute. Yeah, you they know, had this so. like conception, like yeah, oh, visual really? image that he was like, yeah, uh, like Rico Suave, like some sexy uh, Hispanic guy, I think, or something. And then when they see like, he looked like Armenian Hitler, it's like, oh, bummer. Okay, we like Joe Kelly again. Yeah, I, I'm not Armenian. <laughs> <laughs> and that's neither a promise is, you can count on. Neither, yeah. neither is Marlon. No, Marlon isn't. Yeah, no. isn't he Puerto Rican or He's something? Puerto Rican, yeah. yeah. PR. It was a good weekend for you to come visit LA. I know you had some tattooing to do here, right? Yep. And, uh, are you tat- Is that your th- new thing? Like you come down here do tattooing on just at that shop in Silver Lake? Uh, I'd like you to be more of a uh, uh, like, like a regular it. gig. Yeah, sure. That's a that's a good shop, and uh, it's, we it's doing a lot of Tasmanian devils. A lot of Taz. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Taz <laughs> coming out of the ripping out of the wearing, flesh. Oh, tear, tear outs. A tear Taz tear outs. Uh, uh, what about Taz and Bugs Bunny in hip hop gear? I like any Looney Tunes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Looney Tunes is like my niche. Yeah, uh, Joe specializes in Looney Tunes. Huh. Yeah, you know, really I'm, I'm surprised that nobody's taking me up on uh, the D. Simon portrait. Mm. I feel like I'm really disappointed. In you know, the, the you offered that fans. a while ago. We've we've only had uh, one fan get like a sick and wrong skull tattooed oh, on. Somebody him. has gotten, a sick yeah, and, and then another guy got Lance Wackerly tattooed on his ass cheek, hmm. which I was I was always just really just kind of. He's got just his, he's, yeah. he's got the name written. It was like his his uh, signature. Is it Lance Wackerly <laughs> on his ass? <laughs> That's fucking weird. Like you would do it though if a fan showed up. It's like I want Lance Wackerly on my ass. Fuck, why not? Yeah, why not? Okay, I, I hope to inspire such a psychotic break in someone. <laughs> hey, I got my shit with me, right? We can make this happen. Oh, we could do this. We could do this right now. Well, we're gonna be going to the Rainbow for their anniversary party soon. Right, so maybe hey, Joe, later. What would you charge for this? Like a tattoo like this. Um, that, did, oh, did, that, you, did you pay for that? Yes. <laughs> Fuck you. All right. 
It's exactly what I, I, I printed it out. I gave it to the person. So it's exactly what he I got gave it at uh, the parking lot McDonald's. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. It's not <laughs> bad. I, no. I don't know. Um, it, it might have just depending on how long it took. I mean, I don't know. 200 bucks. Okay. I don't know that picture of Hitler. It's like I'm that going, portrait. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm going to basically get my entire body covered in occult sigils. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. I have plenty of those. Hmm. Joe can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Cold sigil. It's my most promising prospect at the moment. So I think mm-hmm. it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, as somebody who almost has all of his body covered in <laughs> black ink, I think right. you should do it. Yeah. Why not? Uh, but it's a good weekend to be down here. It's always a good weekend to be because, down here. Because, well, it's Coachella weekend. So all the assholes are out of right. LA. So have you noticed like traffic's better? It's not as crowded. Uh, I don't know. It seems the same to me. I, it, to me, be, living here on a you know day-to-day basis, I'm like, all of a sudden, like Coachella happens, and you're like, wow, bars aren't, you know, it's not as busy because there's not some dickhead ordering some like Brandy mm. Alexander in front of me. Hmm. You know, it's actually, it's, it just seems like the city is a bit cooler when Coachella is happening. You ever notice that? Is that happening this weekend? This weekend, yeah. I mean, and next weekend. No, cool. I don't notice that. Well, I mean, I... Well, have you gone out to the bars this weekend? No. I've been, I've been hanging out with a guy who lives in a van all weekend, all right? Down by the river? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, anyway, um, we got a special treat for people today, actually. We got a good interview coming up. Leslie Van Houten, former Manson family member, was granted parole by the state of California. No one ever thought this would happen, and, and it happened this week. Leslie Van Houten. Mm-hmm. We didn't get an interview with Leslie Van Houten. No. I tried. There's no way that was going to happen. So then I tried, you know, maybe the LaBianca victim's daughter. You know, uh, the LaBianca's who she was involved with her murder. Maybe we could get the daughter on the show. Oh, that sure. didn't happen either, yeah. actually. Now, I, I tried. That didn't happen either. So she didn't want to come on the show about fucking incest and carny rape. Really? She wasn't into that? <laughs> no, okay. and surprisingly. Hmm. And uh, just never responded to my email. So instead... We got Gallagher. Uh, yeah, no, actually, that didn't happen either. I, that was my third choice. I, I was talking to Harrison. What and are Harrison, pachos? Harrison actually brought this one to the table. This is why I like having Harrison on the show. Wackerly never brought a single guest to the show ever. Harrison's already bought like three decent guests. Yep. And uh, this one actually is uh, quite on par with some of the better guests we've had. Jamie, I can't say her last name. Jamie was a, a girl that you actually went to like rehab or Hoffman Estates or whatever. What's it called? It's called the Hoffman process. Hoffman it's, process. It's kind of somewhere between like uh, rehab and like a yoga retreat or something. You know? Okay. And, yeah. and, and this is where, where is that? It's like a wine country, you know, above San Francisco. Area. Oh, okay. Sonoma. I didn't Sonoma, even know it was yeah, up Sonoma there, area. Right? It's beautiful. Yeah. Very therapeutic. At a, at a sulfur spring. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did you, uh, was it like a nude spring? Was you, not there's nude. There's a lot of nude springs no. up there. No, but you, uh, Spiral you, kill, you kill your parents and you bury them and then you bury yourself in a cemetery and it's, all, it's like a cult, kind of. It's, it's fun. Uh, no, yeah, I recommend, highly recommend it. And then you go in a spiralina mud bath. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. It's just yeah. healing. It's all about yeah. healing. It's yeah. all about healing. Mm. Uh, anyway, you were in the, uh, the, the rehab thing, yeah. the cult thing, with a former prison girlfriend of Leslie Van Houten. Yes. Jamie, which yeah. is unbelievable. Like, it was funny because I was talking to uh, Harrison about this yesterday. I'm like, God, I'd love to have Leslie Van Houten on the show. I mean, this would be great. To He's like... Well, I know her prison girlfriend. I was like, but, but well, how random is that? It didn't even occur to me to have her on because I was like, oh, maybe she can actually talk to her and reach out and get Leslie Van Houten on the show. And then, It'd be better to have her on. Yeah, I know. It didn't, for some reason, that did not click in my mind. Talk about but, the bumping yeah. of bagels in prison. But I collect interesting fucking people. Too soon. You know? <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. You know what's some interesting people. So anyway, Leslie Van Houten, former member of the Notorious Manson family, has officially been approved for parole 
Uh, she was convicted in 71 for the murders of Leno LaBianca and his wife, Rosemary. Um, and she's been up for parole 19 times. Mm. You know, and finally, uh, the state of California approved it. It's, it remains to be seen whether or not Jerry Brown blocks it, which I, I'm sure he probably will. But right. she is the only Manson family member to be considered for parole. So who, know, who knows? You I know, know a lot of the victims disagree with this. Whenever I read about the Manson murders, I always picture uh, Leno LaBianca as Jay Leno. God, I wish like, it was Jay yeah, Leno. Yeah, so, uh, you know, why, why you guys stab me so many times? Eh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, people are downplaying her role, like uh, Leslie Van Houten's role in the murder. And they said, that, oh, she was just there, you know, and she's, she's repented and she's remorseful about this. And she was only there just kind of by proxy. She placed a pillowcase over Mrs. LaBianca's head, tied it with a lamp cord. She held Mrs. LaBianca down so Patricia Krenwinkle could stab her to death. And when the knife bent, stabbing LaBianca, Rosemary LaBianca, in the collarbone, Van Houten held LaBianca down so Tex Watson could come over and stab her, like 41 times. Right. You know, so she was definitely very complicit in these murders. Yeah, yeah. You know, so when people say like, oh, well, you know, she was controlled by Manson. Sure, she might have been controlled by Manson. She still held the woman down while she was stabbed 41 yeah. times. But at the same time, 40 fucking five years. It's a long time. Let the fuck out. I mean, that's a long time. You she know? was only 20 at how the old time. Are you? I was gonna say, she was how only old 20. She? We all do dumb things when we're young. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how many women have you Jeez. held down while, she, while they were stabbed 41 times? How could you count? <laughs> I'm young, stupid. Um, yeah, so she was 20 at the time of her conviction. Now she's 66 years old. She was originally sentenced to death. But they don't have the death sentence here, so just throwing out. Yeah, but she's had twenty failed parole hearings, and this is the first successful one. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see if she gets out. But will be even more interesting is to find out about her relationship with her prison girlfriend. Oh yeah, I didn't even know you could do that. You know, you could openly date other prisoners. Well, I mean, you can't like have set. You know, you have to kind of if you want to be got to be sneaky. Yeah, you got to be sneaky. Yeah, I've seen yeah. Orange is the New Black. I know how that works. Um, anyway, let's give Jamie a call. What do you like better, Oz or Orange is the New Black? Yeah, I never watched Oz. Oh, is Oz, that good? Oz was great. That, yeah. that was the experimental prison facility, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, Orange is the New Black, the first season, mm. I thought was good. I got really bored. I, I stopped watching it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kind of lost that. interest. Um, yeah, let's give Jamie a call and find out about uh, her relation, the details, the deets about her relationship with Leslie Van Houten. Mm-hmm. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Jamie. You there? Hi. Hi. Yeah. This is uh, Hi. Th- this is D and uh, Harrison. Hey, hey. And Joe here from uh, Sick and Wrong. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Hi, Harrison. Long time no see, man. I know, right? Yeah. So uh, you you guys have a bit of a history that we talked about earlier, but um, so we're having you on the show here to talk about. Um, I'm sure you heard Leslie Van Houten. Is being released, yeah, yeah. or possibly she's up for parole, which is which she's is granted yeah. parole. Yeah. And, parole, yeah. And according to Harrison, you dated Leslie for a you were like her, I guess, quote unquote, prison <laughs> girlfriend for a period of time. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when was yeah. it? Was this in the nineties? Like when? When? When was this? Oh, okay, so um, I was sent to uh, the institute in ninety nine. Uh, and I met Leslie pretty soon after I processed in, so... Were you guys cellmates? No, no. no we okay. weren't cellmates. The th- how it's set up, because we were in the medium, uh, 
uh, it's a the prison was sort of you know minimum medium uh, max it, they it just depends on what unit you're on mm-hmm. and uh, I was in the medium custody so I wasn't in her cell but I was on her cell block and you know we're allowed to like walk around and all of that so it's not like we're like confined to ourselves or anything like that so you can mingle I mean if you want to it's not like I'm what I'm getting at is that it's not like it's a men's prison where like you get separated by classification well, yeah, you're segregated like, by prisons. by your yeah, violence yeah. and severity yeah 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 nothing like that there well, what were you in for then uh Okay, so my controlling charge was... <laughs> a trip was, down memory lane here. Yeah, man. It's like, fuck. <laughs> I don't know why I let you talk to me. So my controlling charge was two counts of armed robbery. Ooh. Uh, but without really being armed, I was a matchbox car, which doesn't... You know, I'm not trying to... Um, you know, minimize what I did, what I did was really wrong. But I was 19... And I'd gotten out of a really bad relationship, and I was homeless and desperate, and I did a lot of things back then that I wasn't really uh, proud of. So, but anyway, my controlling charge was two counts of armed robbery. But I just want to make it clear that I wasn't like I used a gun, but in the state of California, if you say you've got a gun, it's the same thing. So you didn't shoot so anybody? Did, uh, no, no, nothing oh. like that. So, so how long did you get? Uh, five years sentence. Five. Okay. And I got my parole in two. So then you only really dated Leslie for a couple of years then. Yeah, yeah, pretty much um, my first week in, uh, one of the CEOs, because I was really having a hard time uh, adjusting, because I just don't get along really well with other women that well. And uh, one of the nicer CEOs told me that if you want to keep your nose clean, uh, watch Van Houten and be like her. Um, and, a, and I noticed that like when my first week or so in there, that a lot of the newer women would... You know, they could go and talk to her. You know, it was kind of like the thing on the on the block that, like, if you needed somebody to talk to because you were, like, freaking out or whatever, you could. Well, she was a good person. She's been in there to. a long so, time, right? I mean, she'd been in there, what, like, yeah, 40 yeah, she's years? she's considered, like, an old-timer. I mean, were you, like, uh, attracted to her because of her notoriety? Is that, like, how did you meet her? Okay. Uh, well, I mean, here's the thing. I'm what they call... Gay for the stay. <laughs> I considered myself sexual, but before I had, uh, you know, started doing my time, I had never actually been with a woman. Um, so I remember when I saw her, and like, of course, everybody was like, ah, yeah. you know, and like when as soon as you get there, like people, you know, will point around and tell you who she is. But I remember she was so pretty, like, kind of like, um, oh God, what was that movie? Well, she must have been older was, than you, though, right? Oh, yeah, she was, I mean, I was 20 when I went in. So, um, so you're attracted so really, to older so women? I was, um, I, yeah, I was. I mean, I was attracted to her, because she's not a movie star. Like, what was the movie? The movie with the woman who was the boxer, I think Morgan Freeman. Oh, uh, anyway, Million Dollar like, Baby. Yeah, 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 Hillary. that one. She kind of looked like, to me, hmm. that hmm. actress a little bit. Maybe in, so like, 20 years like, or something. <laughs> but she she's attractive. She's attractive. Leslie Van Houten is probably the she, most attractive Manson chick. I mean, D, the the, the, the way the way Jamie usually describes her time inside to me, it's like the way other people describe you know their sophomore year at fucking Bryn Mawr. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Get me? Yeah, she was like, yeah. she was. She had these really thoughtful eyes. They were so sincere. 
and she had this gorgeous hair when I met her. Like she had her hair really long um, then. So not, I remember like, oh God, bitch, she's got like the most beautiful hair. But there was just something about her, you know? I mean, she had like what celebrities kind of have. Um, and so, you know, I want to say she was just kind of magnetic. And because she was so like cool, you know, she was stable. She was that um, it made it really easy to open up to her. Well, she's probably like, like really, been in relationships like this before with younger women. I mean, she's been there probably. for what, 30 years, 40 years at this point? Yeah. I mean, on a, I mean, you'd be hard. Maybe one, I mean, I'd like, again, I didn't do a ton of time, but I can tell you that from the time that I did do that, like there's out of every like four chicks in there, like one of them maybe wasn't. Hmm. Yeah, I could imagine. I mean, I've seen oranges and new black. There's a lot of lesbians in that. I, I don't know yeah, if every. Yeah, but I, that's I, kind of bullshit. That's, that's kind of bullshit, though, guys. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, Orange is the New Black is fucking bullshit. However, <laughs> anyway, you. Let's just not. I'm not gonna knock the show. It's it's, a, it's an entertaining show, but it's like I can't even fucking watch that show because it's bullshit. It's like there's nothing like that. But maybe I don't know. Maybe it's different out east. I don't know. So when you, when you're dating Leslie. You guys go out uh-huh. to uh, you. You go out to the cafeteria. You're getting your pudding. Do you ever like talk about Charlie Manson? Does she ever bring up Charlie? Getting her pudding. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys are eating your tapioca pudding. Clearly, clearly, you've never been to prison, dear, because <laughs> you skip the pudding. You, you always Yo, here's the deal. Currency. Like, tip for anyone going to prison: skip the pudding. Uh, <laughs> You know, there's like a, yeah, there's like a rule in prison that you learn pretty quick. In fact, like they kind of sit you down at orientation when you're first getting processed in. And um, another inmate usually comes in and talks to you, right? And uh, at least that's what happened when I was there. And they tell you, you know, you don't really bring up somebody's crimes unless they do. Like you're not really allowed to talk about it unless they bring it up. That's the rule. Mm, so, so, I mean, did you want to um, know, though? So she, I mean, weren't you curious? Well, she talked about him a little bit is the thing was what I'm getting at. It's just like, I'm, I would have probably asked a little bit, honestly, fuck, like you went to prison, man, and you're like so wrapped up in your own shit that you're not really thinking, at least I wasn't thinking about like air, you know, like this woman's past or anything. I was just fucking fuck happy to have somebody that made doing my time a little bit easier. But um, she did talk about him a little bit. I remember like she was saying like he was an opportunist, you know, it was sort of like in the context of she was telling me just to be careful who you trust because there's a lot of people out there who will like use you for their own gain mm. and, you know, don't be a follower. And she sort of brought that back to how, like what a fucking opportunist he was and how like he was really pathetic and disgusting and dirty. Like he did currently, he didn't take like a lot of showers and shit. <laughs> Remember she said something like that guy had to smell. Like she used to have a problem she told me uh, with the Bible, like reading the Bible. She used to work a lot. Like she was like really close with the pastor um, for the unit, our unit pastor. Um, you know, cause she was sort of like work through not having, you know, like an aversion to the Bible because she, I remember she said to me that on the, like on the rare occasions where he did take a bath, she'd have to like sit in the bathroom with him and read to him from the Bible. Some fucking weird shit. Yeah, that is some so weird she, shit. 
so she said that like so after that. you know everything that happened she always had a hard time reading the bible after that because i'm assuming she probably like and she fucking associated that with like fucking naked charlie manson in a bubble bath <laughs> doing god knows the fuck what right like who read the bible after that i think harrison and, oh, has god, a video wait. of that Somewhere, yo, yo. <laughs> you know what? It wouldn't. It wouldn't fucking surprise me. Any. If there was a bootleg out there, he's probably got it. Did she seem wait, remorseful? Wait, there's even. Oh, there's I'm more. Not, wait. Okay, okay. You're like you're fucking jumping. You're, you're missing the best part, man. Well, I'm I sorry. didn't know like, that you were still about, talking about you know, her bathing. I didn't know him. we were going to talk about it. Like, as if like I thought we were going to talk about some shit. So you got me thinking about some shit now. Uh, I remember. That he was, she's told me once that he was bad in bed. Because I remember thinking, like, oh, that's what the fucking fuck. Like, you know, you, this guy who you think is like Jesus Christ, right? Jesus. And I mean, I grew up Catholic. I was a kid. I wanted to get made by Jesus. So I thought, oh, shit, that must fucking suck. But you think, like, you're going to have, like, the best lay of your life with this guy who's like your prophet. And it's just like, wham, bam, thank you, man. I thought the whole point of that guy was he was like the fucking Mozart of vagina. Yeah, I thought he was like a Svengali. Apparently, not according to her. According to her, it fucking sucks. Did he have sex with all the Manson girls, though? I mean, did they have to? Like, was that part of the cult? Uh, she, well, she was kind of, she, she was worried about like, sex and affection and everything. Um, like, do, like, do they do orgies and shit? But again, she didn't talk about that stuff. That Like, she'd hint at it and allude at it. But again, like, when somebody brings up their past, in the joint, you're not really supposed to be. You get like two questions before it consider you know it's considered fucking rude and like why are you asking me so many questions? And because you know she was really important to me at the time, I didn't want to fuck up that relationship. God, I would um, get stabbed so within hours. Yeah, <laughs> I would get <laughs> yeah, shanked guys, within an would, hour. Harrison, Harrison would like not last. No, actually, he'd probably be okay in a women's prison because like the thing you miss the most is dick most of the time. So hmm. you, you'd just be right like. There. You'd just be like a scrap of flesh by the end of the week, really. So I have no, I have no ability to turn off sarcasm, so I'd be fucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so tell me, did she seem remorseful for anything? Like, did she ever bring up the yeah. LaBianca? Did she regret that whole period of her life? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I mean, she felt really bad about what she did, and she talked about it a lot in terms of not talking about the crimes themselves, but she talked about, you know, how she, you can't take, once you've, once you've done something like that, you can't ever take it back, you know, like there's no do-overs. And she thinks about that a lot. Hmm. Um, but the one thing that stands out in terms of like what you're asking me uh, is that, and I'm not going to say it's a red flag because I'm not going to talk shit about her because she was good to me when I was in there, um, was that she would say things like, you know, she was already the, Mrs. LaBianca was already dead. And she, when she stabbed her, right. And like at the time it didn't seem like, cause she takes a lot of responsibility for what she did and the part that she played and, you know, making the bad choices that mm. led her to being at the ranch in the first place. And so it's, I'm not saying this, I just want to, put out there that I'm not saying this to say that she's not accepting responsibility because she does accept responsibility. At least I feel like, but the one thing that's sort of like having been through all this therapy now and been out for so long, that sort of raises a red flag for me. when I think back on it now 
is that she was like, oh, well, you know, she was already dead when I did it, uh, when I mm. stabbed her, right? So part of me now looks back at that and was like, well, I mean, one, how could you be sure? And then two, what does, does that make a yeah, difference? Yeah, how would you know like, and how does it why, justify why, it? And why qualify it by saying, oh, well, she was already dead? Because, again, I know now from having, you know, being so conscientious about my own accountability for my choices. Like I said, I even feel bad telling you guys that I had a I mean, it's true. I had like a match car in my pocket. But if you said it was a gun and, you know, perception is reality, right? It's a gun. Um, mm. so, so why even qualify it by saying she was already dead? It's the one thing that pops out for me now. It's, it's a weird thing for her to say. I, She's trying to rationalize yeah. it. That's what it seems yeah, like I, to me. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she was not like At the time, I didn't think anything about it. But looking back now, I wonder if there's not a little bit of that still going on. Because, I mean, she's... She's been up for parole 19 times. Yeah. You know, yeah. Did, you, did you think she would ever get parole? You know, I, at the time, I didn't... I hoped that she would. Because, like I said, she was a real, she was a really good person to me, and she was good. To, she'd never gotten to like that was part of like what sort of came into, um, you know, our relationship was the fact that like she was very. Mm, I'm going to say not standoffish because she was very warm-hearted and kind to me, uh, you know. But it's like she wouldn't go out of her way to try and find ways to be affectionate with each other because. She was constantly worried about getting written up. You know what I mean? She didn't want anything in her jacket because she'd never had anything oh, in her jacket. Yeah, like her record was really clean and like where in there's cameras everywhere and there's CEOs everywhere. And so to like find the time, you know, or steal moments to like be physical with each other, like you it fucking takes a group effort. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, you have to be really, careful there. Yeah, and so she really didn't like there were other couples while I was in there who were, like, you know, plotting and scheming together and going out of their way to, like, try and find that time to be physical. And she just wasn't really into that. So, like, if anything ever happened, it was just me, you know, looking around. And that's part of what made it fun for me. So when, um, when did you get physical? I mean, so, like, did you have to sneak off to, like, the, uh, the, the, the church room or something? The church room? Yeah, like... Did you did the they, chapel? Yeah, well, whatever. Like, did you have to go to the... <laughs> that fucking yeah, like, show. <laughs> that fucking show, man. Did you go to the church room? Like, I'm not like thinking oranges and new black. The living room. It's like it's like they're everywhere, right? Like it's like everyone has a bathroom and a living room and a church room. The church room. Like right? you, you go behind the altar in the church room. No, no, no. You couldn't do that shit because like you're being monitored all the time. Like I, I first kissed her, um, in her cell. Right. Like I fucking, I fucking dying. Like it's, and I'm like a very sexual person, so it was hard for me not to be physical with somebody for that long. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't fucking want to know your business, but what I was saying is I'm a very sexual person. So for, for me to go, you know, like two months without some kind of physical affection is like a long fucking time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, think about Leslie's been in there for 50 years. So, so, so I was constantly looking for the chance. So one uh, time I followed her into her cell uh, on the pretense of borrowing a book and I finally, because I couldn't fucking wait anymore, I was just like, oh, she's not going to make the first move, so I kissed her in her cell and it was 
fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was awesome. She was the first woman I ever kissed, right? She's so soft. Um, it's kind of hot, uh, actually. <laughs> she can make a movie out of this. Soft. She had like a little, little tongue, like, and she finally put her tongue in my mouth. Well, it wasn't the first time, but when she like I put my tongue in, she put her tongue in my mouth. She was like she had a like kind of a rough tongue. Anyway, fuck. All right. Anyway, yeah, Harrison's <laughs> getting aroused here. We got to get back on track, okay? We're talking yeah, about yeah. did you think she'd get um, paroled? Not yeah. your fantasies. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, did I ever think she would get paroled? Uh, I'd hope she'd get paroled. That's the thing. I don't know because it's like once you get turned down fucking that many times, it's just like you know. Whatever. I, he, I, I think Jerry Brown's going to block it anyway. Like, I, I mean, I, he can. And I, I doubt he wants, you know, the embarrassment or whatever during his tenure as governor that he released a Manson, you know, uh, one of the members of the Manson family. Yeah, yeah. You know, here's the thing. Um, I know I came up for parole while we were seeing each other. It was my first parole, right? And I always tell you you're, when your first parole hearing, my counselor, anyway, told me this, and it's kind of common knowledge that on your first parole hearing, you don't ever get it. You got to think of it like a dress rehearsal, right? So, I, um, you know, we talked about. I talked so much about with her everything with her really, um, and uh, so she sort of like you know was mentally preparing me, sort of like you know, just think of it like a dress rehearsal. She said, "Don't you know? You just be honest, be true to yourself, be who you are, you know." What happens? What's important is that you're working on yourself and you're committed to working on yourself. And that's sort of when she, you know, like, oh, you know, because I knew she'd been through this so many times. Um, mm. And we so we got to talking about that over the next couple of days, and she was saying that you know she wasn't sure if she'd ever get out because you know Charles Manson and all those murders are still such a big deal with people that she has this sort of understanding that she feels like the people that people, that people feel like the people that were involved in the crimes haven't paid enough because they haven't forgotten about it. Right. It's the sheer I'm notoriety sure of the case. Yeah. You yeah. Know, just I mean, the affiliation with been, Manson. I'm sure she has hope because that's what she always, you know, tells everyone to just keep hope. You can't live like you're never going to get out of here. You got to live like you're going to get out of here. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I hope her parole does go through. But yeah. I just, I don't know. So, Jamie. I don't know if it ever will. Jamie, if she gets out, like, let's say she gets out mm-hmm. and she tries to contact you. I know this has been years later since you've seen her. Would you yeah, Would yeah, you be down time. for a rewind hookup? <laughs> <laughs> Is this too oh, personal? Jesus. <laughs> I mean, you're already all up in my business, so sorry. Well, you're a friend <laughs> of Harrison's. You know, I, I figured yeah. it's part of the course. <laughs> um. Look, man, she was a really positive spot in my life. Uh, all that was a really dark time in my life. And I don't love the idea of going back to that place, like in my mind, you know. Um, and she's a part of that sort of dark story. She's a nice part of the story, but it's still a dark story. So I don't know if I'd ever like go out of my way to reach out to her. But if she reached out to me, I definitely welcome it. Like, even if it was just to thank her, you know, for being so good to me back then, because she really made doing time so much easier um and would i hook up with her i'll tell you what i probably would and i'll and here's why because i'd I'd go i'd fucking go down on her we were fucking together for like a year and a half and we never actually got to fucking do it so like why not why not actually do it 
That's all. That's a lot of sexual tension built up over the years. I mean, not. I mean, when I was in there, trust me. As soon as I got out, the first thing I did was. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Well, but, we'll see if she ends up contacting you. When's the last time you saw Harrison? I mean, you guys were in what rehab or something together? Is that how you know? Something Jamie? like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so we did uh, the Hoffman the Hoffman process together. Yeah. Um, and you guys the just, fuck was that, Harrison? It's kind of some. It was like summer camp for broken people. <laughs> is oh, how yeah, I describe I it. Yes, I said didn't. I know what it was, dude. I was there. Oh yeah, right. You when? were there. I don't even fucking remember what year that was. Honestly, oh, no, it was, it was. It was like 2011. Every wasn't day it? you're not in prison is like a brand new day. So you know the day is just. <laughs> I think it was 2011, it, I want to say, summer one 2011. One day just runs into another at this mm. point. I don't even know. what year, who's the, is, is Obama still president right now? I don't even know. Well, as long as it's not Trump, I think we're okay. Mm. Um, well, <laughs> you're a loser. Jamie, thanks for being on the show. And, yeah, uh, and, t- and take care. I guess we'll see. If, if Leslie ends up Thank contacting you. you, let us know. Sure. Yeah, I right. might. Yeah. I might do I Hoffman again, so I'll hit okay. you up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. T- take care. All right, guys. Bye. Hey, kids. Do you like sex toys? Yeah. Then go to AdamandEve.com and make a purchase using coupon code Diddle. You'll get fifty percent off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So, Harrison, we got a few news stories to get to. Um, Ted Cruz will not ban dildos if elected president. Um, I did hear about that. Well, no, I saw the headline and I'm like, I'm not going to dignify this article by reading it. So. <laughs> like, I am going to ignore that article mm-hmm. because it's absolutely ludicrous. Yes. Um, I Don't, know what you, you ever see that movie where it, where it's like Johnny Depp in, um, uh, post restoration England or restoration. Yeah. Yeah. The, with his mom was like 600 pounds. They had to get a crane to take her out of the house and DiCaprio played a tard. No. Okay. Motherfucker. I love that movie, though. Yeah, that took place uh, right after the, the brutal reign of <laughs> Oliver Cromwell. That's when that, that movie took place. I actually thought Leonardo DiCaprio was truly retarded. So if oh. he was to win an Oscar for anything, it should have been his role in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. What, you didn't see him in fucking uh, Growing Pains? Was he retarded in that? No, but he, that came up before, you know? Oh, yeah, I guess he was in that. Show me that smile again. <laughs> he a man um, thick... Um, all right, so wait a minute. Okay. I forget where you're going with this Johnny Depp thing. What I was going to say is... Oh, what- no, no, no. They, they was, it was a movie where, where uh, uh, John Malkovich was the king of England, was James King James II or Charles II. Dangerous II. Liaisons? No, it's a no, different one. No, no, no. was uh, either Charles or James. I forget. Anyway, he was Charles II, and Johnny Depp was just like some uh, dandy fop. Who wrote an obscene play? Because just to like piss the king off, because he's like, oh, I'm going to put on a play, and it's all, it's about how uh, you know all the women in England uh, just fucking are have hoarded all the dildos because they just want to stop fucking dudes, and the whole thing's about dildos. And oh wait, arrested. so they hoarded the dildos just to stop having sex? It's some kind of weird Lysistrata thing, you know. It's it's there there. It's all about how like. 
England is importing all these dildos because... Uh, the, so were there dildo the pirates? The men in England couldn't satisfy their women. What? Were there dildo pirates who were like illegally importing dildos? Yeah, I don't think the uh, the play went that much into it. You know I'm just mean? saying, like if Ted Cruz banned dildos, oh, oh, okay. I would want to be, like sick and wrong, could be dildo pirates. Like we would be using Adam and Eve and just getting dildos <laughs> out to the people that need them. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that'd be yeah. kind of cool. Um, Ted Cruz said he will not ban dildos, though. Um, I guess what this comes D, back to... should we board the ship? <laughs> I don't know. It looks like the cargo's only anal beads. We only have butt plugs Maybe on the not. ship. Uh, so apparently in Texas back in 2007, there was a mother that was arrested by undercover cops after selling tex- sex toys. Uh, the law in Texas prohibits the advertisement and sale of dildos, artificial vaginas, and other obscene devices. This is why you don't want to live in Texas. Yeah. Um, people are not prohibited from using sex toys in the privacy of their own homes, but it's the distribution of toys within Texas that's punishable. And, uh, Cruz was completely in support of this law. So you couldn't have one of those weird, like, sex toy Tupperware parties that, that married women have or whatever they do? Yeah, like the vibrator parties. Yeah, like, <laughs> that you couldn't that, do It's that. like federal prison. Goodbye. How come you don't host one of those? Um, <laughs> you, well, first of all, you've seen my apartment, you know? <laughs> I would just want to yeah. just YouTube that. I just yeah. want to record it, be video of the week. Um, so Cruz is support, supportive of this law, and while he's a senator, he worked hard on making sure it stuck around. But despite all of this, during a recent was interview... Was this a, a law in, in, in Texas? In, in Texas. Okay. They passed in 2007. Like They actually passed an anti-dildo law Why? in 2007. It's just from distribution, because they're idiots. Okay. And... Uh, um, and they're religious. But he said he would not ban the sex toys as president. So if he was president, he would not ban sex toys because what people do in the privacy of their own homes is their own business, not the business of the government. Right. Do you think he and his wife have sex? Sure. Do you think they have sex like at a, like a, a pre-appointed time, like every Thursday at 8 o'clock? If I had to guess, it's probably like most married couples. It's like, oh, we haven't had a date night in a couple of weeks. Let's... You know, we gotta just do, let's do that. Yeah, but do you, you think know? they use multiple positions? Like, do you think they're 69? No. Just missionary? Yeah. God. Well, I mean, that's what, I mean, like, if you, have you, never mind, I'm not even gonna bring this up. <laughs> just go, just keep going. Keep going with the fucking, anyway, I, I, Blobfish and his goddamn dildos. I'm, I'm pretty much gonna... done with the Blobfish dildo story here, except the reason this, this uh, bothered me, and I felt it was, you know, worthy of mentioning here on the show, because at first, my first, th- you know, my first thought was like, oh my God, the Adam and Eve money. Where would we be without that? <laughs> God, we, we can't let no. this pass. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was thinking I Not was going to be... Not since prohibition has our economic well-being been put at risk. I just, I just was thinking, I was like, we will be dildo pirates. Mm. And I will pirate dildos and make sure they're delivered to the women that need them. Yeah. Um, in other news, did you hear that AMC was considering allowing texting during their movies? I did see... Well, I didn't see an article about it, but I saw idiots on Facebook being like, I can't believe they're going to do this. They proposed the idea to allow texting because they wanted to appeal to more millennials. And that's what millennials do. Right. Well, here's the fun thing. You can actually do whatever the fuck you want at the movies, you know? Just turn the goddamn brightness down on your phone. You know? It still annoys me, though. Aren't you annoyed when you could just see somebody and you could see the phone? I don't give a shit. I want pitch black. No. 
It's you know, dumb. It, there's light and it draws attention. And, and first of all, most most people don't want to go out and get the usher or say anything because you don't know. You know, somebody could I could just stab them in the heart. Yeah, but it's a social decorum. It's propriety. Like, are you, where, where were you fucking raised? By wolves? No, it's debatable. Uh, Texting is debatable. Unless you're one of those people who, like, never figured out that you could make it so the buttons don't go click, 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 click when you're pressing the fucking keys, you know? Do you, do, do you care if they get a phone call? That would annoy me. Yeah, that would annoy me. I, but if your phone's on silent and you're just like, you have the the brightness low and you're just like, I don't It's, it's I don't, still annoying. It's like, hmm. what, you can't fucking pay attention to a movie for two hours. You have to be looking at your phone. So you don't go to like um, theaters in, you know, primarily African-American neighborhoods, I, I assume, right? If you're, if you're so much of a fucking purist, you can't have people. I will only uh, go see. Like shouting a, things at the screen. And, I, I will go see a, an urban themed movie. If I go to an urban theater, that's what I'm saying. It's like if there's like like the NWA movie, I'd go mm. see that at an urban theater, you know. But at, but if I want to go see a new movie at the ArcLight, that I'm paying fucking what like twenty five dollars a ticket mm. in my firstborn, you know. I don't Somehow want to you have saying some... urban theater sounds okay, but I feel like if Donald Trump said urban <laughs> theater, it would be like he'd be vilified in the press. <laughs> I would love to see Donald Trump. At an urban theater. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think he goes to the urban. I don't think he mixes with the urbans. Buddy of mine went to see, when he was a kid, went to see New Jack City when it opened. At an urban theater? Yeah, in like, um, oh, what's that place what, in like New Jersey? The, Bronx the or place something? where Rutgers is in New Jersey. It's like the worst place ever. Um, oh, New Brunswick. Oh, wow. And uh, the dudes were shooting at the screen. <laughs> it's, a, it's a screen like what do you, why why are you doing this I remember I saw mm. Fight Club in Oakland at mm. a, a, a decidedly urban theater and I remember we went there because it was close I didn't know the neighborhoods mm. all that well just moved to Oakland and we saw Fight Club there and this family brought their three young children they were toddler mm. age to Fight Club I don't know why the theater would even let them in there and so at one point when Meatloaf was like beating the shit out of a guy with his like bitch tits flopping around mm. this little girl started crying and then someone else was like hey why don't you get your kid out of the theater and then it was just like this full mm. brawl broke out mm. and, and like me and my girlfriend at the time were the only white people in there and we just kind of sat there like i'm not going to interject in this i'm going to keep you know keep quiet mm. and just try to pay attention to the movie right <laughs> so um so basically, the, the these 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 little kids were really interested in the malaise and angst caused by uh, <laughs> globalized white collar culture. Well, they, they were they Polyneic were... fans, though. You know, I think they had read uh, several of his novels. Okay. Yeah, and and okay. you know they're well versed in his literature, his message, but uh, apparently it was the on-screen violence that set them off. Okay. And lack of Elmo. Um, no, he was in there. They oh, actually was just, he, in that? he just ended up on the cutting room floor. Oh, okay, I guess yeah. I missed that one. Yeah. Um, the CEO here. How much here, do you know about yourself if you've never gotten into a fight? <laughs> the CEO, Adam Aaron, CEO of AMC, said, You can't tell a 22 year old to turn off their cell phone. And he said that movie theaters need to adapt to millennial behavior. That, that is utter bullshit. It's like, I think what millennials just have to fucking just. Abide by social etiquette and just fucking put your phone away for two hours or don't go to the movie. Just download that. They can do that. They download things all the time. Watch it at home. Yeah, man. I don't know. I, I, I'm, a, I'm afraid you're uh, barking up the wrong tree here, Andy Bruni. I'm, I'm not on board with this. <laughs> Have you ever been to a movie with Lenora? Yes. 
Have you, have you seen how often she texts throughout? The, she'll text throughout the entire movie. I didn't even notice. Probably because you text too. Who are you texting during a fucking movie? Um, you know, whoever. Butch. Maybe. You don't, sometimes I'm what did, Butch. Okay, what did you do in the 90s before sometimes you had a cell phone? Did you, you texting Gummy Bear. Who knows? Did you, you know? have a pager going off? Did you have to keep getting up and go no, call I didn't somebody get a, back? I didn't get a fucking cell phone, motherfucker, until 2005. So what did you do with the and movies And nobody then? had a pager unless they sold drugs. And I did sell drugs, but I didn't have a pager. So back in the 90s, you actually fucking watched a movie and paid attention to it. Yeah, I still do. Well, then you don't need to text during it. No, sometimes you do, you know? I, I As an adult, with that. you know, you need to do stuff. Sometimes. Anyway, I think the movies are boring, you know? Well, majority of just go outside. Go get some popcorn. Smoke a cigarette. Text. Go back. I don't know. I mean, you know, the majority of moviegoers agree with me on this. Uh-huh. So AMC reversed its proposals. Okay, no more texting. I don't know. I, I, I'm not I one of these people it. that considers cinema such a fucking, you know. <laughs> glorious big, art form. Yeah, it's, it's a big, glorious, <laughs> fucking transcendental artistic experience, you know, to go see fucking uh, Ride Along 2, you know. You're lucky Werner Herzog's not here. This ain't fucking. You heard you say that. Yeah. <laughs> What do you have here? You got another story. Oh, I got a, I got a story, motherfucker. Uh, Susan sends this in to us, and she says, I bet Harrison has been arrested for this one once or twice. Winky smiley face. <laughs> winky winky. Passenger arrested for masturbating up to three hours during Megabus trip. In what may be a record, a passenger masturbated for up to three hours yesterday as he traveled on a megabus, according to Iowa police, who reported that the suspect continued pleasuring himself because he thought a female victim was, quote, enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she loved the show. Yeah, I mean, yeah. She... But you, you know, if the situation was reversed, though, if there was an attractive, like even a, like a decently attractive woman, like a five or a six, and she was masturbating across from you on a bus. Would you mind? Honestly, I think I might. I would be a little frightened. <laughs> you know? what, if, what if she was attractive? You'd be frightened. What, what do you think she's going to do to you? Uh, I don't know. Stab me through the fucking heart. Because <laughs> any, especially, especially like a woman getting to that point where there's just literally no social boundaries at all. It's just anything is fucking game. That's that's just like full blown mental illness. It's She's really the only steal thing. Steal my essential bodily fluids. Yeah, there's no. It's just full blown mental illness. Like you know, fucking jerking off with a crucifix, screaming, peeing all over yourself. It's lunacy. It is fucking lunacy. I mean, I you know, I would probably think it was funny. I probably would record some of it on my phone. Mm. I mean, if she was spraying liquid on me, yes, I, w- I would probably move my seat then. Yeah, I'd go move to a seat, a couple seats up. No, I'd be like, this is the... Because you know how like it seems like every three years somebody gets their head cut off on a bus? Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Well, that's why you don't write Greyhound. Right. Yeah, yeah. No. So she, wait, would you like... As lead, soon as she climaxed, somebody's fucking head off with their head. You but know? would you lead over and be like, excuse me, miss, um, please stop rubbing your clitoris. Uh, we're on a bus ride here. I'm, I'm trying to read excuse my me, John miss, Grissom novel. Miss, I'm trying to uh, watch Medea Goes to Jail. <laughs> And also <laughs> masturbate to it. So if you could keep it down over there, that would be great. Yeah, you could masturbate and you yeah. miss it. One <laughs> time they actually did show. I was taking the Greyhound, I think, to New York from Boston, from Boston or something. 
And they're like, the movie today is Medea goes to jail. And everyone's like, oh. <laughs> and he's like, and I don't hit. have any headphones, so I have to play it over the speakers. And they're like, oh. And he's like, look, I'm contractually obligated to do this, so you're watching it. <laughs> you would think that would be a hit, though. Yeah. That's like their And I was like, can we watch Ernest Goes to Jail instead? I much prefer that one. So so what what happened? This guy three hours masturbating. Like yeah, yeah. you got to get some chafing in that situation. Let's have a good moisturizer. So p- officers were told that passenger Telly Shadell Corey was on the forty one was on the bus with his penis exposed to a female passenger that was terrified. A subsequent investigation determined that Corey initially played with his penis in his sweatpants. Oh man, sweatpants. Oh man, sweat. The, but the, but the thing is though, that's not uncommon on a greyhound. It's not, you know. But uh, back in the day, we used to, we you know, we used to put on, get our spats. We used to put on our suits and our you know waistcoats. We used to fucking really dress up when we took the bus. Anyway, he ended up. Exp- okay, yeah, we heard that already, guys. Uh, after being, God, you guys suck. Anyway. Um, they just repeated the same thing over and over again. Well, you it's know, like the copy is written by uh, 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 some kind of woman masturbating in a bus station. Anyway, uh, after being read his rights, Corey reportedly cupped to the marathon pleasure session and told police he thought since the victim didn't say anything to him, she was enjoying it. So wait, was he waiting for her to protest? Yes. Oh, man. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't work Silence like that. Silence equals assent. Isn't that, it, it, isn't that it doesn't what, work like that. Isn't that what women go around uh, chanting at colleges? Silence, Silence equals, equals assent. assent. Yeah. I know. Uh, did you read that? Uh, what's his name? Kasich? Blank means yes. How, how do you, what's his name? Governor Kasich. Is it Kasich? Kasich? How do you say his name? Uh, Kasich. Case, case, Kasich, right? Kasich. Yeah. I don't know. That guy Cthulhu. from Ohio. Uh-huh. Cthulhu. Uh, did you hear what he was saying recently? He spoke at some college, and the, some woman uh, in the audience was like, you know, how do you deal with sexual assault on campuses? He's like, don't go to parties where there's alcohol, and you won't get raped. Is that actually what he said? That's what he said. Oof. <laughs> I, kind of agree. I think yeah. he would agree with this philosophy. It's yeah. like, there's a guy masturbating next to you. Just tell him to stop. Say, excuse me, sir. Yeah. Please put your penis back in your pants and stop staring at me and watch Medea go to jail. These Republican candidates are really, uh, really fighting hard to get the female vote out there, you know? And Trump is just like, yeah. put the masturbators in Mexico. We'll build a wall. Look, I'm not saying rape should be legal, but maybe it should be less illegal. <laughs> just don't go to parties yeah, where yeah. there's alcohol. Yeah. That's the solution. Right. So what happened? The guy's busted. Did he get kicked off the bus? What happened? Did they keep going? I would fucking hope so. Um, arrested for indecent exposure and booked into the Johnson County Jail where he's being held and blah, blah, blah. Uh, he's, in the past, he's had multiple arrests for narcotics possession. This is in Iowa, so I'm going to go ahead and guess meth. The Methabus. Yeah, I'm thinking this would probably be a yeah. meth-related incident. Yeah, it's the Methabus. Uh, according to the Megabus website... The low-cost carrier promises customers that you will be riding in comfort and confidence. We provide affordable and reliable bus services, offering the highest level of comfort and safety. 
<laughs> it is really comfortable watching a serial masturbator. You could be assured of a great experience and overall satisfaction. See, that could be his defense. The, the He's thing like, is, I didn't achieve all, all, overall satisfaction. The thing is, with, with this type of incident, even if she went up and you know said something to the bus driver, like, hey, there's a guy jacking off in the back and keeps staring at me and smiling, um, humming a Marvin Gaye song. Do you think the bus driver would be like, I don't get paid enough to deal with this? No, I think he'd probably pull over. You think so? I mean, I've seen someone get... Just like left in the middle of Connecticut because they smoked in the bathroom. So excuse me, passenger in seventeen A, please put your penis back in your pants. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that would happen. I don't know. Here at Megabus, we're committed to offer an experience that involves both erotica and Tyler Perry. <laughs> Some people find uh, Tyler Perry highly erotic. So yeah, a lot of people in Georgia. Yeah. So this uh, this next story we got here came in from Peter. Um, it's a good one. It's a, it's a good story. Thank you, Peter, for sending it in and thinking about us. A special education teacher forced students to masturbate in class, says a lawsuit. Oh. A lawsuit alleges that a special education teacher with Long Beach Public Schools used zip ties, violence, and public humiliation to control her class <laughs> of severely disabled nonverbal children. So, so basically, this is uh, Fifty Shades of Doy, is what we're, do- what we're dealing with here. <laughs> it's offensive on so many levels. I know, that, I know. Yeah. But it's the only thing I can do, you know? Come on. Uh, th- this woman here is named Lisa Weitzman. She's Jewish, probably. How do, you, how do you spell her last name? W-E-I-T-Z-M-A-N. Weitzman. Sounds Jewish to me. Two N's or one N? One N. See if she's attractive. Have I, you ever really dated? In. Have you ever dated a woman who taught special education? Um, why is this? Why is she not? Actually, up? you probably would do well with a, a woman. You probably would do well with this woman. Oh, I think I would. I think I, mean, I definitely would. I'm just thinking the zip ties, mm. the violence, the public yeah. humiliation. I mean, I mean any like, woman who keeps zip ties on hand is a woman you want to know. Yeah, I mean, this sounds like your yeah. ideal lady. Um, now I, I dated one one girl who taught special education students, and I, I it was it was just so I, I hated talking to her. Mm. She she spoke so slowly, like she had this very like. Wait, you were in the special ed class? No, no, oh. this was like a couple years ago. I met oh. her on OK Cupid. <laughs> like yeah. I went on a couple of dates. She taught, mm. uh, you know, special mm. education mm. at uh, some junior high or something or a mm. high school, and the the way mm. she would just like talk to me. Was so, like, D, very uh, slowly. the waiter will be here soon with the food. What are you working over there? I see your coloring on the placement. Oh, that's really pretty. Look at that. <laughs> Is that a dinosaur? Was that like what it was? What was happening? Pretty, pretty much. That yeah. that that was our yeah. bedroom talk. Actually. Oh no 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 no. She looks like uh, like uh, I don't know, death rattle Julia Child over here. It's not Ooh. good. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that made, that makes sense to me. Uh, so. The students all range in age from 14 to 18, and they're all severely autistic. Some right. even have Down syndrome. None of them are able to speak, which makes me wonder, why are they in school? Like, what are you going to achieve? <laughs> I mean, I'm seriously, like, it's this a philosophical is... question, but why? You got to do something, you know? Well, then put them in a daycare. Like, could you just get a room... With like, I don't know, a big wheel that they, you could run around on and like... You're espousing uh, the old, uh, you know, the old institutions they used to have where it would be like the blank school for the feeble-minded. I don't think it's a bad like, idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like, yeah, yo, Gabba yeah, Gabba, you can yeah, hang yeah. out, 
You can yeah. eat like uh, Twinkies, yeah. whatever it is. It's, mm. it's just like you have the school. Mm. You don't have to deal with high school kids are mean. Yeah. I, I'm thinking about, do you remember what was the special education room like in your school? Um, oof. Vi- the violent kids, the really, really just irrationally violent kids, uh, the blind kids. The, uh, it was a nice mix. It was a nice mix of uh, disabilities. We, I mean, we had, I remember this one girl. Her, yeah. I can't think of her name right now. But anyway, this one girl couldn't even tie her shoes. Like she was like severely, just had severe Down syndrome. And I, I used to always make me wonder, like, how did she get in, mm. into, to, you know, to be a sophomore? So you're saying basically instead of having send them to school, send them to special school, and then they'll be like, "All right, kids, it's time for social studies, where we lock you in this grain silo for two hours." <laughs> Not a great. I'm, I'm going to go watch Judge Joe Brown. I'll be back in a bit. Just go get like a just a separate school, and just yeah. you know you can go. I'm not. I'm not trying to be mm. you know exclusionary here. No, you. Are, I mean, you actually are. Uh, okay, but, I'm not espousing okay. like a eugenics plan. Okay. Like I, I do yeah. think retarded kids should exist. Mm. Um, I'm just saying, why force them to go to school with all the other kids, the able-bodied kids, and then endure the abuse of these these teachers that don't want to be there? Well, I know. I mean, times have definitely changed since I was in high school. I know this. Like the my uh, trans friend, the one who cleaned my kitchen that time. Is she retarded? She's not retarded. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, she's and she's like super passable, right? But I was like, I don't know. I sometimes I ask questions because I'm an idiot. Ask some questions. I want. To, I want to learn things. Anyway, I'm asking her questions about it, and I'm like, "Man, high school must have been rough, huh?" And she's like, "No, I was one of the popular girls. It was fine." Hmm. And I'm like, "God damn." Yeah, that is kind of weird. Yeah. Wait, was she? Was she's transgender. Was she? So she like, was, I used to get bitch slapped because I had fucking long hair. You know what I mean? Like, what this shit? She was. How old is she? And this was like in Alabama. She's transgender. Yeah. So was she she's, male to female? Yes. So. She was a hot, attractive girl in high school, or was she a man in high school? Or she, a boy? She, yeah. I think she had already, to whatever degree, transitioned by high oh, school. Okay, so yeah. she was like, uh, yeah. did, did she have the equipment? I don't know. You know? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, times not have, gonna, times gonna have changed. going to go ask about uh, 15-year-olds' equipment. Well, uh, you know? times have changed. Mm. I agree with that. But yeah. I still think retarded kids... You know, aren't treated that well in high school. Like there's like you go now you go back to Rhode Island and, uh, you know, there'll be a, a, cu- a couple come over, two guys, you know, and one of them will be like, hey, how you doing? You know, they'll like kind of stereo, you know, like stereotypical gay. gay. Yeah. And the other guy who's like his husband is just like, yeah, yeah, uh, put the fucking uh, Patriots on there, guy. I'm gonna yeah get me a beer in there. Oh man, I, I do like this? the you guys this like fucking that, call. Yeah, like and it, and I'm like. Wow, <laughs> shit has changed, man. Defying you know? stereotypes. Yeah. Um, so the teacher at the center of this case, as I said before, is named Lisa Weitzman. Um, the charges, and there's eight, are each more horrific than the last. Among them, teacher Weitzman here dug the heels of her stiletto shoes into the feet of a student mm. in an effort to make him be quiet. Why is this special <laughs> education teacher wearing stiletto shoes, stiletto mm. heels, strippers, Where's stiletto heels? Hey, is there a mega bus around here? <laughs> uh, she slammed a student against a wall. She performed a lap dance upon a student. God damn. What would you say she looked like? Jail bait Julia Child? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah, I, she looks kind of like the... 
You know the 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 weird woman that uh, takes off her head in Total Recall and goes, "Get ready for a surprise!" Oh yeah, yeah. When they, in if that woman were an albino costume, if that wow. woman were an albino, that's what she looks like. like. <laughs> Wonder how much she charges for a yeah. lap dance. And she also duct taped gloves on the hands of a student so that he would stop playing with his feces. <laughs> Harrison's like, well, I mean, that's you know, that's just ingenuity, right Her- there. Harrison's like, been there. Yeah. Um, what I'm saying, let's go back to my other point. Why is a kid who plays with his feces in high school with other kids, like other mainstream kids, like just normal kids? Like either stay home or well, go they're to like not a in the regular school. class. They're often in other rooms. But they probably you know? have lockers. Like that's the thing with mainstream. Mm. They they want these kids to be like, oh, this is totally normal. You'll fit in with the other high school. No, you don't, because you play with your own shit. No, no, no. What needs to happen is they need to like learn that people are assholes in school, so that they can deal with it in life. Um, unfortunately, what often happens is a kind of uh, you know. Mice and men scenario where eventually somebody's <laughs> you know neck gets snapped by a by like a giant retard, uh, you know, retard feebly minded yeah. uh, you know a Lenny yeah a Lenny. a Lenny character yeah I'm just saying and he's not getting that in, rabbit farm put them in a special school teach them tricks maybe make a circus a circus of you know a disabled circus and people could go and like Cirque du Soleil but with disabled people you go and you'd pay money you would support them. And they would do tricks. Right. <laughs> Harrison just gave me this grim look. Just like, shut up. Just let's move on. Yeah. He's offended. Um, okay. It took years for these allegations to surface. Because the children could not inform their parents or anyone else of what was taking place. Because mm. they couldn't speak. I mean, it's, it's awful. Um, the, uh, the superintendent here at school says, I'm at a loss to explain why it took so long for the district to listen to these aides. Uh, teacher aides have been complaining. Apparently, the administration just ignored them. Uh, it seems to me that they were doing everything they could to cover this up. And I think, that's, I think that's the problem here. It's like someone uncovered this abuse, and the school district was like, oh, shit, we can't get this, let this get out. Yeah. You know, we'll all get fired. This is going to be some severe egg on our face. Let's just... Uh, Let's pretend it's not happening. I, I heard she uh, hung some kid with muscular uh, dystrophy from the ceiling with uh, fish hooks <laughs> in, his, in his flesh. Wait, that's, that's like a body suspension? Yeah, yeah. That's what I heard. I don't know. I don't know if it's in that Was article. Was it Dave but... Navarro that she hung? Uh, yes. I think so. Um, Weitzman, Weitzman's attorney, which this would be a difficult thing to, uh, to defend her, said she's a dedicated teacher who is loved by her students and their parents. And she denies any harm, like any doing any harm to any of her students. She fought to get them uh, services and rights, which the district failed to provide. So they claim that the district is scapegoating here. Hmm. They're retaliating because she advocated for her students. She performed a lap dance. And that's the thing. Like, There's probably teacher aides that witnessed all of this. Right. This abuse. You know? Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's like, god damn. It's like, because it really, I've seen, I don't know, probably all of those things at sex parties. And um, <laughs> What about like, the duct tape gloves? Because yeah, I don't yeah. want to go to those parties. Oh, yeah. Leather, though. <laughs> Leather, though, so that the people can't move their hands, you know? And then it's padlocked on. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, but, but what was she trying to accomplish? 
Uh, Look, it's, it just sounds like a lot of confusing lessons for these kids. I think she's just trying to control these kids. Yeah. I mean, it's like you have these mm. a room full of kids that can't speak, but they're mm. all severely retarded. I imagine it must be difficult to teach them anything. I don't right. know what you would teach them. Uh, but she said that she had to like use unorthodox techniques, such as she used the bathroom as a timeout, and she also fed the children quote-unquote, prohibited food items so as to cause gastrointestinal symptoms in an effort to cause them to go home. What? What would, you, what would you feed them? I don't know, but I'm, I'm conjecturing here. Yeah, I would yeah. say Taco Bell. Yeah. Hey, it's Tuesday. Yeah. Taco Tuesday. Eat all of this Taco yeah. Bell. Gave them all, re- like, give all the retarded people mm-hmm. diarrhea, and they all went home. Huh. And she gets to just chill and probably, right. I don't know, watch Sex in the City or something. Billy, Billy, no, sit back down. You are not dismissed until you finish that urinal cake right now. <laughs> Did you ever have, I remember this one kid. That was a thing with all the special education kids at my high school. It's like, yeah, they were severely retarded kids, like the mm. girl who couldn't tie her shoes. And then there were like autistic kids, you know, um, then there were kids that had learning disabilities. And I remember like there was one kid who was a popular kid. His name was uh, Jason. I'm not going to say his last name because there might be people listening. But Jason was a popular kid, but he was also just an idiot. Like that, uh, I think he had difficulty learning anything. Hmm. Um, So he had to have like, you know, he was in the classes with all these severely retarded people. Okay. And apparently he would incite them to like chant and sing Black Sabbath songs and things like that. Sure. He's a rabble rouser. Hmm. But I mean, did, did you have any friends that were like, you know, popular kids, they were cool, but they were so stupid that they had to be in the uh, special education class. Not that dumb. Like in the remedial class where, you know, people are pretty oof, you know. But uh, no, not the actual like. I think they didn't distinguish between remedial and severely retarded. Right, right. At my school. Well, oddly like... enough, this, uh, this woman actually used to be married. Really? Yeah, to the uh, Marquis de Tard. <laughs> so... On that note, people. On that note, people send your stories. Sing around podcast hotmail.com. We have phone calls coming up next 206 666 Before we get to that, here's a word from adamneve.com. Hey guys, it's me, Stephen. I'm a huge fan of your show. Thanks to your awesome coupon code, Diddle. I can buy myself loads of good sex toys since both of my wives died and my Logaric's disease got pretty bad let's just say things in the bedroom got pretty boring but thanks to adamandeve.com and coupon code diddle d-i-d-d-l-e I am now a new man. Thanks. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 206-666-3846 is that number. The first call we got is a follow-up. Remember that guy that called in and said he was asexual, but yet I think he liked listening to your cotton mouth or something? Yes, I do recall that. Uh, That guy... And not the only one, oddly enough, you know? So we had a a lot of speculation about what constitutes asexuality. So that guy called in and is uh, explaining his, his sexuality to us. Absolutely. Hey, Dean Harrison, Jessington bear here. Ah, Jessington bear. Jessington bear. 
Uh, I'm glad that you gave my call so much thought to address a few points, and I'm going to speak really quickly to try and keep this down to three minutes. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I think Harrison is positive because we get his manic side, uh, and I guess his depressive side wouldn't make for that great a podcast. <laughs> um, right, so the sexual, no, the asexual wanking thing. So I only came to terms with the fact that I'm asexual a couple of years ago, and it was shortly after a female friend of mine talked her way back to my flat, and we were about to have sex, and I probably would have gone through with it, but we didn't have any condoms. And I found that I was actually kind of relieved, so she kind of tried to use me for sex, but I ended up using her for cuddling. Wait a minute, wait. Whoa. Is this a woman he was in a relationship with, or it was like a one-night... Sounds like it's a one, like a very disappointing one-night okay, stand. Okay. But yeah. uh, what, what, I, what I find kind of amusing about this is, so she tried to use him for sex, and he used her for cuddling. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, cuddling is probably like the least attractive scenario here for me. It's like when it comes to sex, it's like, yeah, I want to have sex. I'll cover you because I have to. And I'm not trying to sound mm. like misogynistic. It's like I just would rather go to bed. I'm tired. You know, it's like, but I yeah. can cuddle and we can, you know, have bedroom talk or something and, you know, talk about the highlights of our sexual session we just had and then I can go to bed. But if it was up to me, we'd have sex and then I'd be like, all right, well, good night. That was fun. I'm going to bed now. I don't know. I mean, I, I since I moved to this uh, you know, nightmarish. This jerk water berg. Yeah, this fucking uh, sun bleached shithole. Uh, there's been one or two times where just having gone for so long completely starved of intimacy, I was, you know, with a woman and I'm like, can I just lie down next to you just so I can feel another fucking human being? So even so, and this was like a woman that I wasn't having sex with at the time. Then later we had sex, but not that day, but a different, you know. Anyway, so yeah, I've done that. I can understand that. I can absolutely understand that. Because sometimes, because sex and intimacy, some people think they're the same thing, usually women. No, actually, not even women. Because women tend to be more self aware. Men, I think men are confused by the, uh, yeah. the, the differentiation between the two. Right. Because, uh, like, when I'm, when I'm having sex, I'm not thinking, like, about love or, or anything. I'm just in, like, lizard brain sex, you know, primal mode. I'm not thinking, I'm just like, Arr! So, so wait, you did, you, did you want to be the big spoon or the little spoon? I think I was the big spoon. But have honestly, you ever been, I wouldn't. Oh, sure, I've been the little spoon, of course. I mean, so you've been with women that were like, I want you to be a little spoon. No, it was just like, I don't feel like moving and you're sitting here. So this is, you know, <laughs> more like that. I, 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 God, I was with a girl like a couple months ago or mm. something. And she insisted she wanted mm. to be the little spoon. Yeah. Or the big spoon. She yeah. wanted to be the big spoon. She wanted me to be the little spoon. Right. And, you know, <laughs> fine. I, you know, I didn't feel threatened by it. I was just like, it was just a very odd request. Mm. Yeah. Like, I'd never, you know, I mean, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not a very big guy. Mm. So maybe it makes more sense. Well, you know, you never know what can happen. You know, sometimes if, if uh, you're the little spoon, maybe the big spoon, uh, you know, Reaches one hand around and, and just starts choking the shit out of you and then uh, starts, to, does it a little reach around with the other hand, you know? I guess that could be enjoyable, I imagine. Oh, it's great. Are you talking about like prison sex here? No, I'm just, you know. Just regular. Yeah. All right. Yeah, just well, just talking to, uh, you know, th- thinking about, uh, the. sometimes there are women who, who actually uh, become aroused by power, their own power. I, I could see that. I could yes. say, yeah. Maybe this one that wanted me to be the little spoon. Like, mm. 
You're like Hillary Clinton. She probably makes Bill be the little spoon. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this asexual guy probably was the little spoon. I'm not Maybe gonna, not. I'm not going to go on a limb here. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, if... if, if, if... <sighs> All right, I'm, I'm not going to... I'm stopping here. Anyway, uh, after a bit of online research into asexuality, I realized that I'm actually what full asexuals would refer to as a gray asexual. Look it up, motherfuckers. Why don't they just call it a gray sexual? Save yeah, us, that, that makes save more sense. Save us some fucking time, you know? Yeah. So I experience sexual attraction towards women but have no real desire to act on it. Uh, to be honest, I find sex too viscerally gross and too much like hard work to want to go through with it. But I think I'm kind of into cuddling and maybe into kissing. Uh, incidentally, the last time I had sex was December 2011, and I don't really miss mm. it. Wow. Uh, so with the wanking, like I say, I feel the sexual impulse, but I guess I'm just more comfortable sorting myself out than involving someone else in the whole shebang. And I used to wank a lot, like it was pretty much a career for me, but lately not so much. How old is this gentleman, did he say? I'm assuming in his 30s. Okay. He sound- but I'm not quite sure. Because mm. uh, he sounds a little like Alan Moore, so I'm picturing him as Alan Moore. I think he kind of sounds like Paddington Bear. Okay. I don't remember how... Did Paddington Bear even fucking talk? He was asexual. Or did he just walk around in a fucking raincoat? No, he, he spoke, and I, right. he like had this distinct voice. Sounds like this. Maybe it's his the regional accent or something, but I'm pretty sure... I think you're thinking of Winnie the Pooh. Like, no, oh, Winnie the Pooh had a different... Robin, I've had... You know. Dude, Winnie the Pooh fucked the shit out of Piglet. He wasn't asexual. I'm thinking Paddington yeah. Bear just didn't really have sex all that often. He was just, you know, I'm going to wear my raincoat. There's got to be out. a name for that in the, in the gay community, where it's like you just wear a shirt. Like, it's like called Donald Ducking. Is it? Yeah. Yes! Yeah. Donald Ducking. Okay. Yeah. Great. All right. Oh, yeah, call. Uh, okay, so on to other matters. I really have almost no problem with the word retard. It's the fact that you guys like having disabled people or, or pinheaded Zika people around in the world for your own entertainment. Uh, first of all, D said that <laughs> on multiple occasions. I have never said that. Um, uh, this guy's going to yeah. love today's show. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have said, I did say that it does improve my odds for various things. I don't think that the word retarded is a pejorative. I, I, I actually don't think it's a bad, I, I, I think it, you know, I don't think retarded people even know that it's a, you know, it's a pejorative. It's like, it's, it's, it's in, you know, it's socially conscious uh, people that are like freaking out about it. It's like the same people get offended by comedians jokes. Well, here's the thing. First of all, Alan Moore, I'm sorry because you're not going to like today's show. All right. Already, if you if you made it this far to hear your own call, I apologize. Um, and and also that thing that D says is pretty much what D says. You know? <laughs> I just I don't yeah. mind. I don't I don't mean the word to be harmful. It's like mm. that my intention is to be harmful. I like retarded people. Mm. I'm just saying it's a word. It's a descriptive word. You say it, people are going to be like, oh, because you say this person is mentally challenged. It's like that could mean anything. Yeah, that could be anything. There's it's, uh, there's so many variables there. You say retarded, they're like, okay, that person's retarded. Yeah, I get and, it. And Alan Moore, please don't forget that you're calling us on a uh, phone that was made by child slaves. <laughs> so <laughs> exactly. Just, yeah, keep keep it in mind. That's what mildly disturbs me. Uh, finally, to inflate Harrison's ego a bit more, as instructed, he has some incredible powers of perception. I am not Alan Moore, 
though we did both grow up in the Midlands, and I did work in a comic book shop for two years. Whoa. And probably know as much about the X-Men as Harrison does about Star Wars. I knew it. I knew I heard a touch of Northampton in there-ish, you know? All right. But I'm frankly blown away that Harrison knows who Ian Sinclair is. I'm pretty sure that I'm the only person listening in that got the re reference. I actually went to a talk by Ian Sinclair about a month ago. Uh, yeah. But I consider myself a kind of amateur psychogeographer, and I do, in fact, briskly stroll about Spitalfields and the rest of the East End of London in a kind of 21st century Gore-Tex trench coat. So full marks on his analysis. Uh, I do see that Steele is a troll, and I guess I'm relieved to hear Dee say that he's blown away by what Steele says, and that he can't believe people think that stuff. Because I don't want to—I don't want to think that you and Harrison, you know, think the same thing. Uh, and despite saying I find ASMR unappealing, I think maybe I do dig Harrison's cotton mouth and Dee's nasal voice in an ASMR kind of way. Uh, either that or the fact that I'm an actor and I find you guys vocal idiosyncrasies reassuringly real and not synthetically polished. Okay, uh, I've blabbered on long enough. Keep it coming, assholes. I'm loving your work. Peace outie. You know, right. Harrison, I'm a bit envious of this guy's asexuality. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, no, I... I think, I, of, think of how much you would best, get done. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the best things about heroin. You know? But but no, I'm I'm just saying this guy is asexuality. Think of mm -hmm. how much he gets done in a day. Like how much time do you waste thinking about women getting laid, meeting a girl on Tinder? You know, it's just like you think of all this time that this you waste that this guy doesn't have to do. I mean, this guy's like, I just want to cuddle every now and then. I don't have to go pursue, um, you know, some some foxy woman here. Yeah, I don't, I don't need that kind of romantic relationship. You know, that we crave, like we need this physical union with, with women. And, that, and we spend so much time of our day doing mm. this. Like they, if you didn't have any, if you just erased any sexual impulses, how many comic books would you have written by now? A lot. You know? A lot. You know, because it's like, I'm doing the thing and then it's like, you see something. You know, you see a picture, you see a girl walk by. And, and then you're you like, yeah, well, and, I should go take care of this, you know. And then you end up doing it for way longer than you thought. And then you think, I, like, I, two hours I spent the other day chatting with some girl on Tinder. Hmm. Two hours that I could have spent writing a manifesto. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, thank you, uh, asexual. Well, you, uh, I was, yeah, never mind. I'm not even going to get into that. But yes, uh, thank you, Andrew Norton. Is that his name? <laughs> I don't know. I, I call him Paddington Bear. He walks, Bear. he time travels around yeah. London, but he has to stay in London. That, anyway, yeah. that was a very, uh, that was a very yep. uh, thought-provoking yep. uh, uh, message there. And people forget that, uh, you know, my half of my fucking family lives in London in Oxfordshire. 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 The next call we got here is from a guy who's uh, certifiable. Certifiably what? We'll find out. Okay. What's up, you fucking goddamn homosexual? So... I only told two of my friends this, and I'm not sure if I'm going to tell my wife yet or not, but I just left the doctor, and I am a certified sociopath. Um, we got to have more appointments and find out what that means, because they want to make money off of me. And yeah. <laughs> this... <laughs> you can, can you be certifiably a sociopath? Is I think he might be going to see that, like... 17 year old black kid Dr. Love maybe <laughs> I you know? forgot about that yeah. guy didn't realize he was a psychologist uh, well first of all <clears throat> I this is 
highly doubtful because sociopath is one of those words that gets bandied about quite a bit nowadays. You know, it's, it's rarely applied for a specific reason. It's just kind of like, they're like, you know what? You have all these symptoms. Sociopath. Sorry. Yeah. And also if somebody was like, yeah, I, you know, I have no human empathy and I'm blah, 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 blah. They wouldn't tell him he's a... They were like, yeah, you have Asperger's or whatever. You know, well, it's kind of the same thing, you know. Well, this... Yeah, like this guy comes in, it's like, you know, he acts like a jerk. Probably, you know, his girlfriend or whatever, they have relationship problems. like, okay, you're a sociopath. And it's like, oh, that explains everything. <laughs> you know, it's, it doesn't. I, I just, it's not that cut and dry. I just feel like, you know, people probably... What, what, they, what kind of pill did they pass out to you to deal with this, you know? Yeah. That's what they do now. It's just like they're going to start passing out psychotropic drugs. I don't know what he gives... Somebody, I don't think you can't. I don't think there is a medication. I guarantee for that. there's some kind of pill like that makes on, you feel feelings. Just something. They're like, yeah. you know, uh, you're a sociopath, so take this. Hmm. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, let's 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 hear the rest of what this gentleman has to say because this this sounds they, mad. Yeah, you know, we're dragging it out, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of like um, glad that uh, I'm not a psychopath because I I do think of crazy weird shit. All right, first of all, they're the same fucking thing. It's the same <laughs> thing. One sounds worse than the other, but it's it's literally just the same thing. Like, you could be a psychopath and just be like Steve Jobs. You know, you had never killed anybody. You're just a huge asshole and can't actually, you know... It doesn't care about anyone but themselves. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, a lot of CEOs have psychopathic qualities. Yes, you know? yes. And, uh, and that's the thing. It's like, I don't think being a sociopath is that different and is it all that negative being a sociopath? Um, no, I mean, I mean you there, can't. I think it's like qualities. it's like I can't make connections with people, but I don't mind because I don't have feelings. I right? think there's other reasons why this guy is having difficulty making connections to people. Did you see how he started this call? I don't remember. Hold on. Let, let me just let's just take a trip back down memory lane here for a second. You fucking goddamn homosexual. <laughs> I think maybe that, that has something to do with it. That's how everybody who calls in starts their fucking Because they're all goddamn sociopaths, Harrison. Yeah. All right. That's a good point. I'm not a psychopath because I, I do think of crazy weird shit. Um, and it's good to know that um, I'm just a sociopath, whatever that means. I'm going to be doing some Googling. But, you know, I don't know. I felt like telling somebody. <laughs> so now he's going to be on fucking WebMD. Dude, I think Cthulhu yeah. every morning that I'm not this guy's therapist. Yeah, seriously. Be like, uh, doctor, I, uh, I, my foot hurt this morning, and I looked it up on the internet and it said I have AIDS. This podcast guy that mm. I listen to drives a Prius, mm. and he doesn't get a blowjob in his Prius. Yeah. I hate him. It's like, just you get a hobby, dude. Yeah. Just, you know, like watch Walking yeah. Dead or something. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, I'm afraid you have roadhead personality disorder. <laughs> Here's some Pez. You fucking shitheads felt about right because I feel you're probably. Is he in a hospital? I think he's actually I, okay, in the hospital. Okay. Like he's in Arkham Asylum right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's talking into a shoe. I don't even know how we're hearing this right now. <laughs> Somehow it's yeah. getting through, but yeah. you can hear like the beeping of like yeah. the, uh, the the the, the jacket mm. or something. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Somehow he's communicating yeah. with us. Hugo Strange. Uh, uh, he he made the diagnosis something as well but uh yeah i don't know that's all i got to say keep it sick keep it wrong all right so they took his shoe away but apparently 
he had another shoe. Was, so like he an called EKG us back. Or something? I have no idea what that mm. beeping is in the background. So, but yeah, he called mm. us back with a follow-up. Yeah. Sociopath again. Um, so one thing, good thing for the world is I'm now on a list to never get a gun. I can never, even in 10 years, if I was like, I want a gun, uh, I can't get one. Um, and that's a good thing. Yeah, all right. Fuck you. Yeah, didn't they not pass that law? Isn't that a thing that they were trying to do? And then I, they I'm didn't? hoping they pass it. Like the people who aren't sympathetic to anybody, who, who are unable to have empathy, shouldn't have firearms. And this guy should not have a firearm. Like, I'm, I'm completely supportive of this guy not being able to, uh, to own a firearm. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I, don't, I don't buy it. Screenshot or it didn't happen, man. Send us the fucking paperwork, preferably <laughs> with your social security number. Are you, al- are you allowed to own a gun? I have a buddy of mine who's sleeping in a van outside of my house. Uh, can I own a gun? I'm going to say yes, because I, I had a, my legal situation's a little weird. Um, so I'm not technically a convicted felon. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, oh, the, and also the amount it's, all, of drugs, it's all expunged. Everything's expunged, so that's great. Yeah, but I'm just saying like the amount of like you know, psychotropic medication that you're on on a yeah. daily basis, you probably shouldn't have a firearm either. Oh, I definitely shouldn't have. I mean, because I like weapons. They're fun. I love knives. They're great. But I'd like to have a gun. It'd be fun. But like, honestly, the first fucking bad day I had, I would, <laughs> I would fucking paint the walls with my brains. And you know? I would, yeah. And then it'd be yeah. difficult for me to do the podcast. But yeah. I'd have to call up the sociopath. He'd be my new co-host. Right. We don't want that to happen. And then All my right. cat would, uh, like be eating me over the course of several days and she she drags paper to cover her food so she i'd be there'd be papers all over me it'd be bloody yeah yeah don't want that to happen um we have one more call here yeah this guy's not done it's going on more this is a treatise okay fuck lance wackerly hail fucking harrison man d i don't know (laughs) that was very very lukewarm yeah all right all right mr sociopath i take it all back yeah i you know you are whatever you believe yourself to be (laughs) you know it doesn't even bother me that the sociopath doesn't like me Mm. i mean i I, i'm sure i fit into with the majority of society here that he hates no it sounded like he just didn't care enough to 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 hate you (laughs) it's actually what it sounds okay now i'm bothered i'm a little depressed yeah we have one more call uh for somebody asking about berlin Hi, um, it's been a long time since I've called in. The last time I called in, I was using the pseudonym Chocolate Goddess. What? Oh, wait, wait. Her voice was kind of muffled here. But yeah. She was saying last time she called in, she used the name Chocolate Goddess. Okay. And I think I remember this. Like, she was calling in. And she had all these stories about she was in, like, boarding school. And she would go and have sex with, like, older men. Like, sneak okay. out of boarding school and go have anal sex with older men. Anal sex, okay. Yeah, analingus. Mm. Ah. Um, <laughs> I kind of regaled you guys with tales of me being in boarding school and meeting up a lot of older men and having these crazy sex stories um, while I was kind of in school, sneaking out all that good stuff. And I knew- you know, it was like, in high school, I don't know, every girl I knew that I was friends with or dated or whatever, at some point when they were like 14 or 15, they would date a 27-year-old. <laughs> I always and I've always been yeah, and I've always been like glad that I was never that guy that that never happened to me. <laughs> well, I always found it funny when you'd meet one of these girls' boyfriends, and you're just like, "Dude, how old are you? Why yeah. are you at this party? Right, <laughs> you pedophile." Okay, so anyway, 
<laughs> to me, it seemed totally normal. I'm like, well, how can I compete with this? I mean, that makes we, sense. We I used just, to be like, who's the guy with the mustache? Yeah. Like, why is he here? Um, I wanted to ask Harrison, I'm sure he's a world traveler on bike and spends a lot of cool places. I'm sure you have to as well, Where should I go in Berlin? I'm going to be going there tomorrow for the first time for um, quite a while until May. Uh, shooting a film, and then on my off days where I don't have to be on screen or on camera, um, I just don't quite know where to go. I've asked a lot of my friends here, and either they were too drunk or too high or just, you know, totally on drugs, but they don't remember at all what they did there. Um, so maybe you guys might have a few good ideas for me. Um, one thing I have for this, I think it's called Third Jane, and I hear, I mean, I think it's a little before they used to have, like, shit. <laughs> it's about shit play or something like that and like what uh, you know I'm having difficulty yeah, understanding what she's right. talking about um, is she inside a suitcase <laughs> and then the phone is outside of the suitcase I, you know I'm not sure no. yeah but I'm having difficulty understanding her here but I think she's asking us uh, if we have any recommendations of spots that she could she go check out in Berlin uh, I have hope you ever this been, isn't that chick I left in a suitcase somewhere <laughs> have mm. you ever been to Berlin um no, uh, I've been to Germany. I've been around. Well, because here's the thing. Generally, when I'm bumming around, I like to like Berlin. Always, it seems like a city that you live in, not a city that you go for like three days and like. Oh, I'm gonna. Duh, duh, duh. Nah, I, I, I don't. I don't like going to big city. cities when I travel. I don't like it because I live in big cities. So why, you know? But when I went to Germany last time, I went to um, Externsteine, which is a giant fucking wily coyote looking rock with all sorts of. Uh, pagan and Christian iconography carved into it and fucking solstice altars and all sorts of fun things. And then I went to Wevelsburg Castle, which was the, uh, the headquarters of the SS. It was Himmler's, Heinrich Himmler's Camelot. Are you allowed to uh, tour? Like walk oh, the castle? you're allowed to stay there, motherfucker. Because when I was there, I mean, this was, I don't know, 10 years ago probably, but half of the castle is now a uh, 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 youth hostel. Oh, wow. And then the other half is a, camp, is a fat camp for German kids. <laughs> I think I've heard about this place. Yeah, it's great. Did you find any Jew gold in there? No, but I stole some stuff. Oh, nice. It's reparations. Good. Fuck those Nazis. Yeah, yeah. Um, Berlin's great, dude. I mean, you know, I understand what you're saying, though. It's kind of like going to New York. It's like this huge city. Yeah. Like, uh, like you if know. you know someone there, then it's fine. Yeah, when I went there a few years ago with my ex, which was regrettable because... I don't think she she's an ingrate didn't, didn't deserve that trip. But anyway, that's another story. When I went there, we met up with a couple people who lived there, and they took us around all these cool spots. And there's dude, there's some amazing clubs there. Uh, what, what I found uh, most remarkable about Berlin is you know Hitler lived in Berlin, like the Nazi headquarters. Like right. it wasn't his like bunker in Berlin. Um, yeah, he had a bunker. Yeah, he, he had a bunker there. Yeah. But uh, you would see no, there's no trace of Nazism in Berlin. Like you walk around, I'm like, where's the Nazi museum? I was hoping to find a Nazi museum where you could see all the outfits and, uh, you know, uh, pictures or whatever. Um, you couldn't find it. There was, no, there was no Nazi museum. There's a Jewish museum almost every block or yeah. a memorial. No, they had a museum to the, to the castle. And... Uh, they didn't mention in the museum at all that the entire castle was rebuilt by, uh, you know, uh, imprisoned Jews in the nearby camp. Uh, <laughs> but they did. That. They were like, you know, 
one point, uh, a duke walked by the castle in the seven. Like anything else they could talk about in the museum, they would talk about it. It was it was, it was insane. And 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 they still though, they still had the weird ritual chamber with the black sun swastika that goes all the way down, and the the, the windows set I'm up. Surprised for they didn't paint over the it sun to go through at certain times. It was like put like a Jewish mural yeah, or something yeah. over it. I mean, it, it's, it's funny the way they try to, like, you know, whitewash this whole thing. It's like, you'd have no idea that it even happened. They try to whitewash it, but they were also very careful not to be nationalist. Yeah, no. Even, I mean, like, Chamber of Con- like, if they're trying to get tourists, they're like, come to Germany. It's, it's pretty good. I mean, it's nothing great. It's okay. Well, I think part of the problem is as soon as they built, like, a, you know, a Nazi museum, it suddenly would become this, like white power destination yeah and so every nazi from around the world's like oh we gotta go to the nazi museum that's gonna celebrate nazi culture and that's the opposite of what they want to do right so instead they have tons of jewish museums and jewish memorials everywhere which i find kind of cool it's kind of cool to walk through there and be like yeah this is for me don't forget never forget what you did fuckers (laughs) yeah um but no berlin's amazing and like uh, i remember going to some club there um called bergain and it was like in a former power station, like in East Berlin. And you're just walking through this like, wow, you'd never have a club like this here. Hmm. Like, you'd never find something like this in the U.S. Yeah. And then we went to some weird goth club in a cathedral. Um, There's a place called uh, like K-17 that was like hmm. another weird power station. Yeah, welcome to K-17 at the power station. <laughs> I must ask you before you come in to cover your hand in duct tape so you can handle the feces better. <laughs> You can handle the species. Yeah. Um, the Shiza. Uh, yeah, but the, the, the other place I recommend, uh, our friend took us there because he's part owner, is this place called White Trash Fast Food. And it's, I think they're just trying to you know, emulate Americans or something. Either that or mock Americans. But they made this like white trash bar. And they have like you know, country bands and punk bands play there. And you can go there and you get a hamburger, french fries, and a milkshake. It's like, mm. this is America, but, but it's so, it's just so weird being there. You're like, uh, yeah, this is kind of trying to be like a diner, I guess. But you know who you should watch out for when you're over there? The Kaiser. I really don't like that fella, I tell you. Yeah, I would, I'd watch out for the I Kaiser. I want to give him what for? Now, this, my, my poor girlfriend at the time, I remember uh, dragging her to every single spot that I found online, like where Hitler would, would, would have hung out. Yeah. Like I, I made her like, I would track down where the bunker was. And it's like a parking yeah. lot outside of a, an apartment complex. And I was like, mm. it was here. And I'm just dragging her around. It's like 30 degrees outside. Mm. And she's like, do we have to do this? I was like, yes, we have to do this. When are you going to be back in Berlin? When can you tell? I was like, I want a picture standing on the bunker. And it was basically just a parking lot. Yeah, I thought it was like a KFC now or something, the, the bunker. It should be. Yeah. It should be right. a Taco Bell or something. Yeah. Um, or an Einstein they call bagels. Cement. Yeah, Einstein <laughs> it's bagels. Einstein bagels. Uh, Berlin's a great, a great city. I think you should definitely check it out. But uh, yeah, I agree with Harrison. It's like you go there, it's like you're in another huge city. Yeah. But there, there is a lot of fun yeah, It's stuff like, I mean, because imagine just like showing up in Times Square in New York. And, you know, be like, all right, I'm going to uh, get a bunch of panic attacks. But, but I mean, and, if you never lived in New York, I can yeah, understand that. You know? I guess. Uh, but, yeah, check out Bergain. It's impressive. Uh, people call the Signal Hotline, 206-666-3846. Uh, people, listen to the show via iTunes. Subscribe, rate, comment. We appreciate it. Boost visibility for the show. It's easy. Just go there, do a search for Sick and Wrong, and just click subscribe. That's all you got to do. It takes you literally, like... 15 seconds subscribe just just pause the porn hub mm-hmm. go to itunes 
subscribe. Yeah. Give us a little comment. Then go back to the Pornhub. Pornhub's not going anywhere. Yeah, and the Megabus yeah. has internet access, yeah. so you're fine. We have a uh, contest going on right now that's almost done because I think we found the winner today. But Sigarong theme song contest. You can win a bag, like literally, like a <laughs> shopping bag full of Ryan Keeley's porn. So not just only porn featuring her. It's her porn collection. She want to get rid of all these DVDs. I'm going to send you the whole bag if you can send us a second wrong theme song like a decent theme song that we'll play at the beginning of the show it has to be under 30 seconds and you have to say the name of the show sick and wrong podcast and i have a bag seconds. full of uh, irregular cadbury eggs i will also send you coated in pubic hair yeah um yeah you can win that that's that goes Wait, to the runner up you said under 30 seconds and you have to say sick and wrong podcast at some point yes Anything else goes. Yeah, anything yeah. else goes. Uh, we, have, we have received some decent submissions. We have about, I'm waiting to, I'm going to keep it open for another couple of weeks and then we'll play them here on the show. Audience can vote and then we'll have a new theme song to, uh, to listen to. So send your theme songs, Podcast and hotmail.com. Also, new t-shirts are available right now at the uh, Sick and Wrong store. Uh, you know, people that order them this week, I'm going to send them out on Monday. Uh, we've received quite a few orders here. So they're, they're selling actually quite well. So if you want a t-shirt, I'd advise you to sickerongpodcast.com slash store and buy one today. Um, Sickerong song of the week. Got to play Iron Maiden. You know, I saw them last night and uh, it was a good show. It's a pretty good show. They played the forum. I hate the forum though. I just hate that venue. I've never, I've never been there. You know, there, there's been so many storied musicians. You know, mm. it's a storied venue. There's been so many famous musicians that played there, but it just sucks. The sound sucks. Yeah, uh, the venue sucks. It's in Inglewood. You can get shot going there. It's just it's not a it's not a convenient locale. Oh, oh, lots of uh, urban types at the uh, Iron Maiden show. Is that what you're selling saying? bootleg T-shirts? Okay. Yes, but yeah. not actually at the show. Okay. Um, but uh, anyway, I'm going to end here with Wasted Years because they played that last night, and I was thinking, God, this kind of makes me think of the podcast. Ten years, wasted. I could have been a doctor. You could have. Yeah, I could have been a doctor. I could have been an obstetrician, which is what I've always wanted to do. But instead, I host this weekly podcast. Is it the baby one? What the fuck's an obstetrician? It's, like, it's a cross between a baby doctor mm. and orthodontist. Oh, okay. You, like, orthodontia, and you deliver babies. Oh, okay. That's yeah. like where you put duct tape on retarded babies' feet, right? <laughs> Something like that? Yeah. Well, so they don't walk around in their okay. feces. <laughs> anyway, we're going to end the show here with Wasted Years from the album Somewhere in Time by Iron Maiden. People will be back next week with episode 529. Till then, take it sleazy.
I'm calling to tell the millions upon millions of broken people that listen to this show that the only bigger pussy than Nick Jasper of Ocean County, New Jersey is Lance fucking goddamn Wackerly. Fuck you, Wack. <laughs>